Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Jabba the Pod. Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Sci-Fi Wire's Jabba the Pod, our weekly Star Wars podcast where we discuss and celebrate the movies, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away. Every generation has a legend, every legend has a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, disgraced former Jedi and Force mystic Brian Silliman. Joining me is former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild member turned droids rights activist Caitlin Bush. Hello there. We're pulled in to port for the moment here aboard the Starbinger, which is something, Caitlin, we really should never do. No, this because, is because Matt disappears. Yeah, Captain Matt Romano disappears. He's I, off looking for Spotchka. Yeah, that's what Wires told me. He took Wires with him on his way which out. It's, and it's, why? I don't understand. Wires was looking a little nervous. I, think, uh, I don't. I don't know what they get up to, but I, I'm gonna have to investigate that. When yeah, they get there's back. something more. Yeah. to the cat, to the good captain, the good that, captain that he's not telling us. Heart and, of gold, my um, ass. Yeah, exactly. It's heart of gold or heart of secrets. <laughs> we're gonna get. We're gonna get to the bottom of that. We're on to you, sir. We're on to you. Anyway, anyway. Uh, the real purpose of this special bonus episode is to bash Matt for an hour while he's not here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, the real purpose is we're expecting another holo call from a special guest who's going to be calling in. But before we do that, just a little bit of news. A little bit. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, it's still coming. It's so close now. It's so close. I can taste it. It's so close. We can, we can just taste that spice. Um, TV spots continue to pour out. I feel like, I think there's a new one every day with a new little, just seconds of footage. Just the tiniest, teeniest, I, tiniest little hint because they hate us. And I don't want to see it. I'm like, stop. But I, I do. I want to see all of it. Um, but And they, all of these can be found on YouTube, uh, little bits and pieces and new ones every day. They're also on StarWars.com. There is also a giant uh, Q&A session with most of the cast that took place at Galaxy's Edge that can also be seen on YouTube. And there's not a lot, because the movie hasn't come out yet, so there's not a lot of questions that they can answer. Right, and that's the thing with these kinds. I mean, I do a lot of press things, obviously, because of my job. But then, you know, you get into questions where you ask for spoilers and... yeah. You know they're not going to tell you anything, so you just end up saying stupid things and joking around for 30 minutes, and then all of a sudden, it's just it's it's a game show yeah. at that point. It's an enjoyable game show. It's wonderful because the cast is absolutely delightful. Yeah, the one the, the one we'll be getting more into this on a regular Friday show, but one that's I remember is Kerry Russell saying that this has given her a lot of street cred. With every her words, with a lot of people, she's so cute. And she's saying her even her sanitation engineers are giving her the thumbs up, and be like, "Hey, tell us what's up with Star Wars. What are you?" Th-? And it's, it's she's been around for a while. She has. Yet all, but of, all a sudden, of a sudden, it's like she's a hit with with the local garbage collectors. Um, I love that. So yeah, that was that was really funny, and I'm, I'm sure you know her kids appreciate it as well. Um, now, if you ask her, hey, what's the deal with Zoe Bliss? Like, she can't really answer that. Right, because we know literally nothing other than the nothing. fact that she wears a helmet. And is she going to take that helmet off? Or will she take it off when she's... If she takes it off, is she never allowed to put it back on? 
These are the questions. These are what we want to know. This is what keeps me up at night. This is what keeps us all up at night. That and Matt's screaming after a Spotchka binge. <laughs> Again, anyway, something, something. Mysterious, to mysterious. That's those, these are the you. real spoilers, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure everyone really cares about that. Anyway, well, we're not going to wait for Matt because who knows if he's ever going to come back. Uh, very curious. But I can see our Holocom is blinking. Now, this is great because we're about to be joined by Blake Collins from Skywalker Sound. And he's going to tell us all about the work he does on The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian! And though he probably can't tell us anything about it, he's also hard at work on Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. We, there's not a lot he can tell us. We just got through the whole deal about how we're they gonna, really... We're going to try, though. They can't tell us. We're going to play that little game we're gonna we were talking about. We're gonna, I love that game. We're going to try our best and see what happens. Um, now, we will be discussing all four episodes of The Mandalorian that are currently out right now. So if you are not caught up, we will sound the spoiler klaxon. And with that, let's hit that holo projector and let's take that call. Welcome aboard the Starbinger, Blake, and welcome to Jabba the Pod. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, you're you're calling directly from Skywalker Sound, is that correct? Yep, I'm in my uh, recording stage in my, in my Foley booth, and uh, yeah, this is where I am at every day almost. Wow, well, it doesn't get much cooler than that. Um, <laughs> though hopefully, we'll have a clear transmission. Um, to, now, to avoid any confusion, can you explain exactly what your job and duties involve there at Skywalker Sound? Sure. Yeah, I'm the I'm a Foley mixer here, and so I'm responsible for recording the Foley artists who are performing in sync to picture uh, sound effects. So footsteps or cloth or fighting, eating, anything that that a, a main character is doing on screen that's being acted. Um, so it's different from from sound effects like explosions or car engines or that kind of stuff. We're doing like hard effects. Uh, recording in sync to picture anything that could use a performance from a, a live person to give um, you know life and breath to to sound. And you're doing this on uh, the currently streaming The Mandalorian, but also The Rise of Skywalker, correct? Yes. Yep. We uh, we wrapped uh, Mandalorian over the summer, and uh, Rise of Skywalker wrapped not too long ago. What are the oddest things that you've had to record for those things? For for those shows? Yeah. Um, you know, like Yoda babies eating frogs are maybe maybe one thing that we <laughs> had to record that was kind of yeah. odd. Okay. Slurping um, soup. I gotta get it. Yeah. That. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> We're going to skip ahead since you brought it up first. You know, people with uh, tentacles on their face, you know, they got, they need wiggles and sounds for that, so... Um, okay. Well, as weird walk- as the creatures look, sometimes we have to do sounds that are equally as weird. Yeah. Well, walk me through picking one of them. I love, love, love the sound of Yoda Baby eating a frog. Could you walk sure. me through the process of getting the footage of that and then creating mm-hmm. a sound to go along with it? Yeah. So in Foley, we have um, we have Foley editors or supervisors that deliver to us a. A spotted session so we get a, a Pro Tools session that has you know blank files in it that are saying hey Mando footsteps here Yoda baby footsteps there uh, pick up here armor gear movement here and guns and blasters all that kind of stuff so it's like a it's a roadmap 
that I see and I have a list of all those those things that were needed to record and I relay that to my my Foley artists my team who is uh, uh, Ronnie Brown and Jana Vance um, they were my team on on Mando and we look at that and then we just start deciding usually we do footsteps first um, so we'll kind of go through we'll pick a boot we'll pick a surface we'll pick a whatever it is that we're walking on and and go for that and then when we get to props it's kind of like okay well we try to find big chunks of things so if there's a lot of like-minded uh, sounds that we're trying to do we'll try to, to knock off chunks because we're always under the gun time-wise type of thing but for um, say say Yoda baby slurping some frogs there's kind of go-to's for certain things so if he's if he's slurping soup or tea or, or eating a frog we want something kind of gooey we want something kind of gushy and rubbery uh, to get those legs or something kind of slappy because um, what things could be slappy or whatever and then we just kind of go from there so we kind of reenact what we see on 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 screen so if somebody's eating something we'll stick something in our mouth and we'll put the microphone right up close to our face and we'll make all those different layers of sound so if we have something going into the mouth we'll have the into we'll have the chewing we'll have the wiggling we'll have the wet the gushy and whatever sweeteners uh we could possibly need to make that sell incredible what exactly yeah. was it that you were eating I assume you weren't eating a frog. Hey, spit that out. Yeah, we, we were fresh out of frogs. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there's rubber gloves. We do the big one across the board chamois that are just wet and sloppy on, you know, like a hard, solid surface cement or, or some MDF board or whatever. Um, so kind of that, and you just kind of gush and you goo and you get some liquid in there, maybe some soap or some gel, or I'm sure Foley artists across the land are like, don't tell all of our secrets, but uh, to me it's just <laughs> fascinating and fun. Um, so whatever they can do on the other side of the glass for me to make me believe that what they're doing is what I'm seeing kind of kind of sells it for me. There's just unendless possibilities of what they could do. I mean, they could go get some food. They could get some some vegetables and start rubbing some leeks together to get some rubbery whatever um, or some Amazing. cabbage to rip it or crunch or chips or whatever. So you you would say would you say your team was responsible for the the famous soup slurp heard around the world at this uh, point? It, it very well could you know there's there's so many different facets to to post sound so there's foley and we're asked to do all these types of things then there's sound effects um that are are also uh responsible for getting all the other kind of sounds for for something like mando they're going to be responsible for a lot of the creature effects and a lot of the ships and buttons and beeps and that kind of stuff and sometimes our our jobs overlap just because we don't know what they're going to get they don't know what we're going to get and then it's kind of just like a big amalgamation of who did what and um it it could be mixed with what we did with what they did with what an actor did on set uh or you know sometimes the directors are known to while they're mixing it hey let me just fly something in with whatever they want to do um so it's probably a mixture uh, of everybody's hard work <laughs> well let me ask you this because you already mentioned um the mando himself and uh -huh. his movements and the sound of him sure. walking. I'm wondering mm -hmm. if you could settle a little, uh, not debate, but something that our listeners and, and we on the show have been talking about. Sure. Um, some of our listeners swear that they can hear spurs when the Mando <laughs> walks. 
Is that right. true, or are we just are, are, are we, we just putting it in our minds because it's so Western? Yeah. Well, it's kind of it's like a it's like a samurai Western, and that was maybe some some ideas that we had had. Like you don't you don't ever see spurs on them because that would be kind of funky, but um, yeah, we wanted to have like this kind of old Western feel, so we we tried something and put some spurs in there and. We also tried giving him these big, huge, monstrous feet that just had weight and chunk and and depth to them. And then uh, the sound designers, uh, Dave Acord and the, the mixers, Bonnie, you know, they just kind of mix and, and meld everything that uh, that's given to them. And they the the end product is is, is what you you hear. And so I think some spurs lived. There's some weighty, chunky footsteps that lived. Um, it was real fun kind of creating his whole, his whole sound. You know, he's got that armor, he's got his weight, he's got his gear and his rifle. And then even some of the stuff you don't see, like his spur. And sometimes there's even like some cape movement and stuff for him. Yeah. And the, the weight of his soul is just so heavy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now for, sir, the, the walking of, of, of a character like Yoda uh-huh. baby, I imagine that was the complete opposite. It's almost like so light that you almost don't hear it. The little pitter patter. Yeah, we want that that differential that difference between um, d- between Mando and, and Yoda Baby as they're they're walking together, and so we we got to find something that that's gonna sound that has to have some weight so you can hear it and doesn't just sound like a a floppy whatever. But yeah, we give him some weight, we give him a little flop because he's got those kind of green feet or whatever. But he also has a little bit of claw, which I don't think made it in, but. Yeah, we uh, he was the kind of complete opposite of, of what we're going for for Mando. Now, when you're creating all of these, are you using any of the original ideas and sounds that were created by Ben Burt and Matt Wood and so forth, or are you creating all original sounds for this series? Um, for Mando, it was a little different just because it was mostly characters that weren't uh, around then or they were at least... Uh, iterations of those characters so Mando he's kind of like a Boba Fett looking character and then I know we see some other characters that have been around before but as far as what we're going for 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 movement and for boots and gear and stuff um, Ronnie Brown has been on um, a few of the last Star Wars films and then Jan Vance was on the prequels so they kind of have this this breadth and knowledge of what was used before for for these characters but um we try not to make anything exactly the same. You know, Stormtroopers, we, we wanted that clacky kind of thing that was in, in the prequels. And, um, you know, Episode 8 and 7 kind of had a different version because they were First Order. So we kind of tried to, to meld those. Something that was clacky, something that was hard, something that was not too, too the same but not too new. So we're trying to stay in the universe of everything. Um, and then as far as, like, ships and all the kind of sound designy stuff, Dave Acord and uh, his team were responsible for all that and they're staying in the in the world that that Ben has made and then Matt Wood's supervising everything and he's just a probably a Star Wars encyclopedia so he just kind of is making sure everything's in the same world and um, using a little bit old and and then we also want to make stuff new so it's interesting. Does Matt Wood ever just break into General Grievous's voice just for fun? <laughs> you know, uh, oddly enough, uh, he he wasn't down in Foley enough because he's you know he's supervising everything Star Wars, so you know yeah, he's off I, I doing ADR he's sessions <laughs> and and doing all different kinds of things. But I'm sure he cuts loose every now and then. 
I would hope so. Now, you worked on um, on IG Eleven as well, correct? Yeah, we did. Uh, we did IG's footsteps. We did some like arm and body movement, and I think that uh, was it. The f- yeah, the first episode where he's doing that showdown where he's spinning around and cranks and cracks and and ratchety stuff. We do all that kind of stuff, and then um, a lot of the droids, especially one uh, like IG-11, sound effects is helping a lot with that as well because they got the different servos, and they kind of got that whole droid world building down, and we just kind of add a performance to it, and then we mix it all together, and that along with the actors and the, the voices just gives characters life. Now, we're talking about all of these things, clings and clacks and goop uh-huh. and all of these these <laughs> expletives. Yeah. How do you get into something like this? Because it's not every day that you talk to someone who says, oh, yeah, I make I make goopy sounds for a living, right. to put it yeah, very, yeah, yeah. very simply. Um, my personal journey, I started just as an intern at a studio outside of college um, and eventually got hired and worked my way into ADR and voice recording. I was assistant for a while and then just met some guys that were pretty well known in the the Foley world and eventually they asked uh, me to help them out because they needed some help and that's how I kind of got into it and a lot of people kind of get into it with other ways like Jana she was working at the studio and she was a recordist for a while where she was taking notes and and kind of driving where the sessions were going to go for Foley and then I don't know if somebody called in sick and she had seen how it was done so she kind of got into it and Ronnie went to school and got into editing and eventually found her way into Foley. So it kind of just, unless you really know you want to be a Foley artist, I think a lot of people kind of fall into it uh, from other paths sound-wise, you know. Some of them were were sound effects editors or or whatever and needed a sound that they weren't given, so they had to go record it themselves, and that just kind of happens naturally more often and often until you're eventually just walking fully for the whole show that you're that you're designing and working on now you you um have are probably currently still working on star wars the rise of skywalker i know you can't tell us anything about it um but that said (laughs) please tell us everything about it oh my gosh dude um if it's awesome blink once if we had (laughs) if we have this conversation in a month i'll tell you whatever you want Um, okay that's a deal and for the record I did. Yeah. I, I, you know, we 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 got a response. But you've, you, I mean, how much of it have you seen? All of it? Yeah, I did. Okay, so we were working on Mando. This was back in June or, or May. We were working on Mando. I get a call from my boss upstairs, and he says, "Hey, I need you and Ronnie to come upstairs." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." And I, I try to look back. I don't think I had misbehaved or done anything that I shouldn't have recently. So <laughs> yeah, you, you never I, know. I, I had no idea what it was. <laughs> and we we go into his office. And he's like, "Okay, so." you guys are going to be working on Rise of Skywalker. It's going to go... And you went, Yeah, I, I maybe piddled. I, I don't know what happened, but... Hopefully someone I, collected the sound. I was trying sound. to hold it together. <laughs> um, and he said, you're going to be on it, and it's going to be six weeks, and blah, 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 and here's the dates. And I don't even think he was asking. He was like, you're just going to do it. And I was like, okay. And he said, by the way, Matt Wood and the sound team are, are downstairs, and they're going to watch it right now. So you got to go into the theater and go watch it. And I'm like... Oh, my God. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of lost it, and I was in awe. And uh, it's one of the highlights of my career, uh, just being a, a Star Wars fan and a, and a nerd and whatever. Getting to work on a Skywalker Saga Star Wars film was kind of mind-blowing. 
Now, I know that you can't tell us anything specifically, but can you give right. us a non-spoiler spoiler about uh, what was <laughs> a thing that you used to make a sound in the movie? Um, I can tell you what I told my wife when I okay. got home. I'd be I, honored. I, when, when my boss texted me, or when he called me uh, to go up to him, I texted my wife. I was like, hey, John just called me into his office. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I got to go. Uh, so I, I told her that, and then when I got home, I was like, babe, I'm going to work on Star Wars, and I know things. Because I had just seen the <laughs> film, and that was <laughs> that was all I could say. And she's super excited about the film. And, dude, everybody that knows that I worked on it, they're, they're asking me, they're trying to get stuff out of me and this is the hardest I've ever worked at not spoiling something in my <laughs> life I'm so excited for this movie and for people to see it and see the all the work that we've done um, and that's probably all I can say I mean we all know there's lightsabers in it so that was cool getting to see what, oh, the, what you heard it in. <laughs> you heard it here first I everybody there, I think there's one in the trailer right I hope, no, I hope I didn't I, spoil I, yeah something. but they change things there's a TIE fighter in the Rogue One trailer so you know yeah we, now, we, they, now we have it directly cut out all the lightsabers I don't know well quick um, quick follow up question yeah. uh, exactly what happens to Kylo in the movie well, he, he decides <laughs> to quit the First Order, yeah, and he becomes a chef. It's a really weird oh, twist. Oh, that's heartwarming. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, now I... he just he just wants to make blue milk for the rest of his life. I appreciate that. Yeah, a blue, yeah. the famous blue milk chef. It's no. good. Have you guys had it yet? Have you guys no. been to Galaxy's oh. Edge? I haven't. Oh, my goodness. It's in, the greatest tragedy of my life right now. In, yeah. the, in the future, um, for, for one of us, a visit is, uh, is possibly imminent. Um, yeah. So that's gonna ha- that's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm he- I'm heading there next week with the family. I've been there a couple times. Oh, that's and so exciting! I had the the honor of being able to do some foley for for both of the rides and some of the uh, the atmospheres and the uh, the ambient sounds in that in that place. It's a really cool place. Yeah, that the new ride just opened. Um, yeah, I think well, it's, not, it's not just opened. In, it's, it's in about Florida, to. right? Tomorrow, it's opening in Florida, and then in in Southern California, it'll open. I think in January ish or something like that. Incredible. So when people walk walk the streets of Black Spire Outpost, they're hearing a little bit of you. Yeah, there there is some there. It's real. Some of it's real hard to find, but in the rides, you can definitely hear a little bit of our work. Um, and the atmosphere stuff, it's you got to search for it, but it's there. I love it. Now, wow. what what is we've talked about some of the projects that you've worked on already, but what was the first Lucasfilm project that you ever were attached to? Um, as far as well. Let's see. Um, I was brought up here to work on Cars 3 about three years ago, and it's all Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm mm-hmm. stuff now. So that was like the, the first insanity. Kinda, yeah, that was kind of the first big one. Um, and then the first like Lucasfilm Star Wars stuff was um, it might have been Vader Immortal or it might have been Galaxy's Edge. I don't know which one was first because it was it was a while ago. And then the first like television or, or film was Mando and then Rise of Skywalker. Was wow. the first I, of that caliber stuff. I'll I'll, I'll hold uh, hold off on my cars three questions because I, because I because I do have them. Sure, <laughs> knowing Brian, he does. Why do <laughs> wondering how we there made are the no humans. Why do they have doors? Lightning McQueen, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> um, but th- let me ask: um, Has there what's what would you say has been the best in your creative life? Has been the best piece of advice you've gotten? Best creative, ad- uh, okay. Um, wow, I 
I, you know, I was brought up to Skywalker because I um, had worked for that company that uh, asked me to work for them, and they're some of the most well-known in the business, and people sought after them for their for their ability. And so when I was kind of asked to come up here um, and work on shows, I would have supervisors asking me to do stuff a certain way uh, that I I I wasn't used to, and um, my the the head of production here uh he's like you know what honor their their um their 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 what they're asking of you but don't change what you do because we brought you up here for the way you do things and we need that that difference um of what you bring to the table to not necessarily spice up fully but just add that extra little bit so um i guess just to just to stay true to to what you know and and how you do things I guess is one of the the biggest pieces of advice because I am always second guessing myself and, and my team and if what we're doing um, is good enough or could it be better or whatever and then like when we're in the middle of a show or just have all these questions like ah, are we gonna make it is it good or whatever and then when we're doing what we call the cloth pass on our reel where we just sit and do all the cloth movement of everything on screen, I listen back to all the Foley as, um, as we're recording the cloth. And then I kind of just like, okay, we did it. We did it. Okay. We did it right. Because it all sounds good together. So just staying to kind of like your instincts and, and what you feel is right. Most of the time you'll, you'll kind of hopefully hit it out of the park or at least get past the finish line, you know? That's lovely. Yeah, here's hoping. Yeah. Um, well, this has been fantastic, Blake. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I've been listening to all the episodes as I'm uh, watching. I have all my all my friends come over on Friday nights, and we watch and catch up on on Mando. And then, uh, you know, the next days I listen to my uh, your guys' podcast on the way to work, and it's just so fun to hear your guys's enthusiasm and love for the material. Um, and that I just get to experience this show being my first kind of real Star Wars show with everybody all at the same time is is great. I mean, Boba Fett's my favorite character, so getting to work on something like this with a, a Mandalorian that looks awesome and we get to make it sound awesome and then ILM and everybody does their thing and the mixers do their thing, uh, it's such a fun joy to, to, to do this. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, like, thank you so much. And you. I just want to make it clear: we did not pay or ask you to say that. <laughs> so, in, just in case anybody listening is wondering, well, it's been so wonderful talking with you, Blake. Hopefully, uh, maybe we'll do it again soon after Rise of Skywalker comes out. Of course, anytime. Thank right. you. Yeah, Have thanks, a wonderful guys. rest of your day. Take care. You too. That was great. That was awesome. And it's interesting with sound. It's something that I feel like gets overlooked. A lot because if it works really well, as you don't it notice always, it. Yeah, you're so immersed. Good editing means editing that no one notices. Exactly, but when it when you notice it, it's when it's done badly. Yep, and it really sticks and out. And it really pulls you out of it. <laughs> and, and the one thing that you don't want when you're watching a Star Wars project is to be pulled out of the Star Wars project. Yeah, exactly. So so they do their job so well that you're immersed, and so it it kind of just goes under the radar that they're finding the perfect soup slurp even though i think even that kind of i'm still convinced that they just literally swallowed a frog to make the frog noise I, i'm still not totally convinced that yoda baby's a puppet i think it's a real being it's real being and it's they, just yeah, hiding they're, they're hiding there at the ranch it's a real creature it's first contact 
the secrets. There's so many secrets. Blake, we know you were looking out the window at the the Yoda baby the entire time you were talking to us. Speaking of Yoda baby, I have to, because the soup meme has gotten so so intense. There are so many memes about the soup. Here's the thing, is that, that now the brands have just taken it over. Yeah. And that's where we know that we've reached. We, it's gone too far. It has truly much. gone too far. It's, and some of them are really quite funny. But the other meme that has that has sprung up is the sequence with Yoda Baby <laughs> pushing the buttons in the cockpit. And people have started about, he have added a song or a show that he starts about three times. There are so many versions of it. My favorite, I have yeah, to say, is a version with the succession. That's my title favorite song, too. Because I love the idea that Yoda Baby loves that show as much as I do. (laughs) If there was in what universe is Yoda maybe watching? Who's his favorite character? Oh, I I mean I think he could be he could be like me and be a Jerry fan. He could be a Jerry fan. I mean or I also like um I mean uh, Shiv. I I mean Greg. Shiv is Shiv is my favorite. Yeah. But I mean or if I'm being honest, I mean Logan. Logan Brian Cox. Okay, here's the thing. I I, it's come down to it. Baby Yoda is uh, uh uh this is this bit has gone too far, but <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Not he's for a me. he's a Logan fan. He's, he's a, a Logan he's fan. a Logan fan. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He's it's, a Logan Roy fan. He because it, it's a, he's he's a, 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 a someone who has followed the career of Brian Cox absolutely, and will follow him unto the ends of the earth. He's been on this earth for fifty years, or he, the galaxy far, far away for fifty years. Yeah. Of course, he knows. He's made his way over to Lincoln Center to see the Great Society of more course. than five times. Of course, Yoda Baby is all up on LBJ. Anyway. Um, now, another thing, another bit of news that we have to clear up. I apologize to you, dear listeners. I said something in our last show that was just flat out wrong. Betrayal. Can you believe it? Yes, I am capable of making mistakes. You lied. I admit it. I lied. It was purposeful. I cheated. He wanted to hurt you. I I did not. That... <laughs> just just admit what you did why wrong. Do, why would I want to hurt them? Anyway, I, I said that for Black Friday, the Black Series figure of our main Mando would be available. That is not true. I hope none of our listeners says, "Oh my God, it's available!" I depend on them for all of my toy news and ran right, right out the door. Please don't. Yeah, it's you can depend on us, but you know, as we said, we're fallible. Um, I'm not completely human, but I'm a fallible being. Anyway, the figure will be out, but it will be out on December 17th, and that you can take to the bank. Our main Mando Black Series figure. The there's the, also uh, a Cara Dune. Black series figure on the way. And we're not going to come out and say probably on the same day because, quite frankly, we don't know. But that's coming at some point, and it's a really good looking figure. Yes. Um, The only one that I know you can buy right now is Off World Jabba because, as I said, I have one. (laughs) Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) So, nobody worry. My collection is doing just fine. Incredible. Um, Merchandising. uh, Merchandising. Thanks, Paul. The flamethrower. That kids love this one. With that, we will send this special bonus episode mercifully flying right into a star. But a big thank you to Blake Collins from Skywalker Sound. And thanks to all of you, of course, for joining us. We'll be back later this week to break down Chapter 5 of The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian! And so much more. We'll also have our countdown to the Rise of Skywalker series beginning very soon. And all of this will pop up right in your channel. In the meantime, feel free to reach out to us on social media. If you so choose, Caitlin, you can be found where i can be found at at caitlin m bush that is c-a-i-t-l-i-n m bush like the beer not like the president's matt romano can be found at spotchka.com and i can be found on twitter at 
Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Skywalker, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Be sure to subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take it, Sheevy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken. Hut Slayer, fulfill your destiny. Oh.